I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I'm Ryan. Hey, <laughs> thank you for doing your best impersonation of me, Ryan. Um, this is a this is a podcast about movies, about TV shows, about video games. Uh, but first off, we're gonna go straight into the news because we've got some we've got some live music stories, and I've noticed, Ryan, that you posted that our first news story is that people are selling contacts that have seen Taylor Swift's Eras Tour for $10,000. How dumb is that? What world do we live in? I mean... I <laughs> I wanted to bring up... The reason that I wanted to get right into it is because I saw, I saw an expense on the almost accurate corporate card for $10,000, and I want to know... <laughs> <laughs> what if I can't fuck, be man. there, I'm definitely going to have something that has seen her... <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about this photo is that it's taylor swift and then just a picture of dried contacts that could be from anything that someone just stuck up there yeah i wonder if they were dried contacts or if they kept them lubricated Ooh, if they came in the little uh the little thing i mean uh, you might as well throw that in there with the solution hey the contact solution is fucking expensive man especially if you it use the one that yeah, the one that my eye doctor recommends. Shit's like twenty dollars. It's a little contraption. You stick it in. It's got a little ionizing thing that, like, bubbles and makes some insane noises when you put them in there. <laughs> Sounds like a bong. Um, I hope it they a- have. Uh, what do you call those people? Uh, I've been out of the banking game for so long. Uh, uh, the person that signs off. Auditor. A notary have a notary yes notarized taylor swift contacts i killed that joke by forgetting what the word was yeah it's all right we'll keep we'll keep the energy up (laughs) my energy's so low i'll get it there though uh yeah no this is uh pretty pretty insane stuff and also just insane in general the the hold that this woman has on the white women of america it's scary it's a little terrifying is i wonder if how many what's the percentage of karens that listen to taylor swift versus not karens what do you what would you guess i don't know i just like she is she's got a she's got a hold on like it, it it's it's wild the amount of money that people just everything surrounding this tour nuts I don't know how she made it so big. She just started really early writing songs about people she didn't like that she broke up with. And then other people were like, yeah, me too. And then they just loved her forever. Yeah. Maybe I need to do that. Let's do that in this podcast. Let's just start 
talking about breakup stories so we can connect with people. Let's just get rid of video games and movies and like all that bullshit. Let's just talk about heartbreak and real human emotion, Jake. Yeah. Well, I, it, <laughs> I, I love your first response. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, the, for the listeners at home uh, or on the train or on a bus or, or on a plane. Yeah, if you eggs and ham. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this a little late at night, so apologies if we're not exactly on it. <laughs> but um, you're fully on it, Jake. Don't even lie to yourself. Now, I feel like I've I feel like I've uh, dropped the ball multiple times, and we've only been recording for four minutes. But um, we both have live music experiences in the past uh, in the past week, which is why I wanted to get straight into that insane argument. But um, they're gonna say clown posse. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, we saw, I, we saw ICP in Myrtle Beach last week, and it was uh, amazing. Best best show I've ever been to. Oh yeah, I hope you got you a Fago. Just me and all of my Juggalo bros just having a big old time down there in Dirty Myrtle. My wife just looked at me and said, "For real?" No, <laughs> <laughs> no, Megan. We did not. We did not really do that. Um, but we did, we did go to a, uh, we did go to a metal, a metal show. We saw Trivium and Beartooth and my wife had an amazing time. My wife. She said it was one of the best shows she's ever been to. And it was, uh, it was a ton of fun and it really, it's the first like hardcore show I've been to probably in like eight years, something like that. It's been, been a very long time. It really reminds you that, uh, even though some of the scariest looking people go to shows like this, they're actually the friendliest. It's like the friendliest crowd you'll ever be a part of. So it was a uh, scariest really person cool. you saw, and how kind was were they to you? Just people with like face piercings and face tattoos. Yeah, face piercings. They're just like everyone's like just big dudes. They're walking up and they're just lifting them up and crowd surfing and. We saw so Love many people. Big dude picks me up and lets me go surfing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just... get over here, you twink. <laughs> up you go, buddy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there oh, was God. when we first got there. There was two people that we were standing beside, and people were just they like they needed to be like employed by House of Blues. The amount of people that they were given like lifts to like crowd surf to the front, but. It was just, it was such like, it was such a fun show. My neck was sore <laughs> at the end of the night. Um, and it was just, it was, it was a ton of fun. You guys saw Paramore like two days ago, though. We did. We did. Um, the opening act was terrible. You know, I feel like I should be more gracious than I am because I'm also in the music world a little bit. It's not that forgiving. It was terrible. Megan said that she cried twice because that guy just wouldn't get off the fucking stage. Oh um, man, I thought I thought it was an emotional connection she had. <laughs> the dude came out and he was like lifted up, but in it, and you could tell people were underneath him, and they had like they made it look like he was in a skirt to like conceal the people. That were holding him up and made it look like the top guy was on the skirt. So think about a uh, two children in a trench coat, right? Cool. Um, this and, sounds uh, <laughs> pretty great right off the yeah. bat. 
and they were all in red and black. And then behind them, they didn't really have a lot of stage to work with. Side to side, they did, but depth-wise, they did not. It was like all the instruments were covered up behind them. Oh, so yeah. this guy's like the opening act. So, I mean, you know, what can you do? And there's like two monitors on either side of the stage where you can see if you're from afar. And they didn't even turn on the on that for him. And from what I could wow. tell, the light lights didn't really do... It did a little bit. They had some show of lights there, but they didn't really invest in this person. Um, and then... So once they got off stage, all right, well, can't be any worse than that. So then Block Party came on, and they were pretty good. They were not as a lively band as um, First Guy, and because he was actually moving around. They were just kind of like kind of moving around, nothing crazy. And so I'll, I'll knock them for that. And then the last band, Paramore, I thought they did really well. I am not a fan of Paramore, but I will say it did inspire me to want to do more music. I will say I was not medicated, so I think I had this huge like feeling of like a void and wanting to fill that with just music. And uh, I've been on a hot one lately trying to do stuff. So I came home and played music for like two hours after driving an hour and a half to come back home. Maybe two hours because traffic. Um, Holy shit! Had to find where we parked. It was just the whole thing, and then, um, yeah, I've just been playing and writing, singing as much as I can. So even today, I did band practice before we did this. I've never doubled up, Jake. Never dipped, man. Where'd oh they, yeah, uh, got... where they play at? Uh, they played in uh, where the Hornets play. Uh, oh, Spectrum nice. Center. And we actually happy accident pulled into one of the parking garages because we were looking for something kind of cheap or um, let me tell you, Charlotte, big cities, they ain't going to find that. So uh, we, we ended up finding our parking in one spot and then right there at it. So it was great. So we, uh, uh, we also took some shots with this airplane bottles. I nearly yacked on the second one. No chaser, no chaser except for like a ripple. <laughs> It was rough. Ugh, that is rough stuff. Yeah, we uh, we went to the house of, house of blues in Myrtle Beach, and uh, I've I've never been there before. It it was a surprisingly really nice venue. How uh, big is it? It's not very big, and everyone was really crammed in there. But it's they've got like an upper balcony like area, um, really like lo- well laid out. There's two bars on either side, and the the bars were just completely lined with like cups of water which was like really really oh, yeah. nice because i was like really fucking thirsty especially by the especially by the end of that and hot and they had like these giant fans like set up in the back so not everyone was like dying a heat stroke but yeah it was uh it's a really cool venue i, I liked it a lot it reminds me of uh old ziggy's but way nicer <laughs> yeah. yeah speaking of ziggy's uh their building got turned into the ramcat and my band will be playing there in like three weeks. Oh, nice little plug. Oh, menu. If you <laughs> if you want to go to the not as nice house of blues in Winston Salem, go check out the Ramcat. <laughs> yes, uh, it's like it's like three weeks from to our Thursday today. It's like June something I forget fifteenth, sixteenth, one of those days. That's so yeah, awesome. 
So I know. Definitely. If you listen to this and you are in the uh, in the area, <laughs> even if you're not in the area, just show up, throw money at us. Yeah, give us all your it. money. <laughs> uh, while we were obviously down at the beach, we hit up the beach Saturday morning, and I was driving looking for a parking space. Uh, and had my windows down, and I heard a uh, heard like a flapping sound, and then something hit my uh, shoulder really hard. Oh no! You hit a fucking bird. I was like, well, a bird hit me, and I was like, oh no! I think there's a dead bird in the back seat. So after oh my we God, parked, did it go in the back seat. After we parked, I like pulled the seat back, and I saw feathers, and I was like, oh no, oh no. Well, it turns out little guy was totally alive he was he had landed on the back seat and uh his little feet had dug into our, our beach bag so i pulled the bag out and i set it on top of the car and he hopped off and he just kind of stared at me for about like about like five minutes while we were unloading the car and stuff oh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> well i think he was just in a daze he's like what the fuck just happened was it a seagull no, it was a little baby bird. I don't know what I don't know what kind of bird it is. I'll I'll text you a picture later, or actually I can do it now. But yeah, it was. Uh, he eventually he flew off and he was he was totally fine. But yeah, I was I was very concerned that uh, this little guy was gonna be like dead, and I would have felt I would have felt really bad about it, even though it was obviously it's an accident. You can't do much about it. But yeah, just uh, just really strange bizarre sort of thing yeah we have a bird story too oddly enough that just reminded me um i see that you sent this picture to me i'm not gonna look at it because i don't want to drop out of this um but <laughs> there was a bird in one of our next door neighbors's car and megan saw it the bird somehow got its foot like caught in the hood of the car megan went to go make one of those stupid tiktok movies or videos when she Big did over energy over here yeah the movies you like that i just downloaded tiktok recently i'm on tiktok oh, go follow at almost accurate podcast <laughs> <laughs> wink wink hint hint um but yeah she tried to make one of those and like the bird was flapping trying to get away from her she oh, no. called me and when i got here the bird was in like a, a cage like a cat carrier we took him outside and I looked at him. His one of his feet were just so mangled. There's no way he's coming back from that. There was oh, also no. blood all over the car that she got him from. So, yeah, that was a good time. That's sad. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad our little dude was okay. He just had a big bonk on the head. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who? Who? I hate humans. Why would they do this to me? Oh, Megan has just sent. <laughs> Three images of a bird. Yeah, that's the one with the mangled foot. Or the leg. I mean, there was blood on that uh, carves. Not good. Yeah, not good. But yeah. That... It's still fly. It's good. <laughs> I'm glad he could still fly. And he's will hopefully be okay. I hope. Yeah, but then like uh -oh. a crazy storm happened that night. <laughs> so, you know. Good luck, buddy. Well, speaking of uh, good news, I feel like we do need to bring the mood up there <laughs> after the bird flew away. Uh, Jamie Foxx is out of the hospital and recuperating. So it was a good, stroke. Good to hear. I mean, 
good to hear he's out. Obviously not good to hear he had a stroke, but yeah, no, you, um, yeah, he is, uh, like in his fifties. So that's crazy too, but I guess it makes sense, but I did not know he was that old. Yeah. I wouldn't think that he would be, um, a candidate for a stroke. Um, but I guess it can happen to anybody, but he just always seemed like he's in good shape. Um, you know, he's in Hollywood. You just make the assumption that everybody in Hollywood is probably taking care of themselves, but I stroke doesn't care. I guess it could be genetic or a whole bunch of factors there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That is surprising. Oh my God, this bird. <laughs> With the mangled foot, do you see? Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> So, but he had one good foot and two good wings. Hmm. So there's, so you're saying there's a chance. Always a chance. Oh man, there's blood all over this car. <laughs> That's one, one leg, but hmm. it flew out. So. Yep. The shock and all, but we're glad that Jamie Foxx is okay. Yeah, very much so. Sorry, I can't stop looking at this bird photo. <laughs> um, Vin Diesel, speaking God. of cars, has confirmed that Fast 10 is the first chapter of a trilogy. When I so, read that, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And then now I see they're making side character movies too, um, or will be. So it's like a gotcha kind of thing. Um Apparently, um, John Cena dies in this new movie, but I'm sure it won't be long because, you know, anybody who dies in the Fast and Furious always comes back. God, they just who breaks it up into a trilogy? And this uh, I see some of the reviews for this and some people are saying it's like almost as bad as Too Fast, Too Furious. Isn't that the one that everyone pretty much hates? Universally? Um, I don't know, because lately, all the new ones, I feel like, are universally hated. I feel like this one's universally hated. From what I understand, they're trying to cram too much family into a story that's kind of like shadows. There's too much uh, going on. But, yeah, God. They will just continue and continue and continue. There's no stopping them. So here's a here's a interesting question do you think that they will just call the next one fast 11 or do you think they'll call it fast 10 dash 2 i think they'll call it part 2 <laughs> no i i would much rather prefer it was just roman numeral 10 dash and then the number two well i'm just like what can they do at this point that's gonna stretch it that far i mean is it if they're gonna kill like the main person who they've been trying to get after the whole movie, and then in the next one his brother comes around and they get him, and then all of a sudden it's like the wife of both guys, they're coming around and have to defeat all of them. I don't know, man. It's uh, I wish they just put it out of its misery. It's like old Yeller, just shoot it already. It's all and Diesel can be a fucking Walker by the time it's over. There will be no Paul Walker. There will just be Ben and Walker. 
Uh, yeah, I have seen like four of these movies, so I uh, I will definitely have to lean on you for your uh, for all Fast and Furious references. Oh, I was about to say I was not gonna see this shit. <laughs> Take one for the team, man. You gotta you gotta yeah. go do it. I God, I've already seen like it stopped being good around like seven or eight. No, definitely seven. I think seven was the last one that I enjoyed. Yeah. Well, speaking of franchises that continue to uh, continue to go on as well, John Wick Five uh, is <laughs> coming out, and apparently, it's going to depend on Keanu Reeves and the director getting drunk in Japan. Yeah, um, I just shared. Um, if you scroll to the top of the news, there I shared prior to us starting um, that I guess they're already in the mix, writing everything amidst the writers' strike. And also, Deadpool is going through with production now. It's the uh, writing strike. So, I don't know. We'll maybe that's a good sign that things are going well, or maybe they're just trying to put people to work. Or or know. they're doing it without a showrunner, so we'll see how uh, how good that winds up turning out. It'll still be the Ryan Reynolds show. Yeah, basically. Yeah, strange, strange times we live in. Um, I lost my place here in the news. Where are we at? The original uh, Crash Bandicoot voice actor, Brendan O'Brien, has passed away, only 60 years old. R.I.P. bitch. I am going to fully admit that I did not remember that there was voice acting in Crash Bandicoot. I think he just made like noises of a wow or something like that. Okay. So it's like the Charles Charles Martinet in Mario where he's just like, Wahoo. Yeah. Nothing uh, and I could be totally wrong about that, but that's what I recall. All right. Well, either way, pour one out for Brendan O'Brien, uh original voice actor of Crash Bandicoot, and all of his iconic lines such as Wow. Yep. Wow. I felt like he was in the room with us. <laughs> Um, there's also the um, he didn't do the voice for it, but the other voice acting was the Ugabuga. Oh, he hey, he could have. Maybe they just got one guy in to do every character. No, he was not Jamaican. Cultural <laughs> inappropriation. Yeah, probably for the best. Uh, speaking of voice actors, it? also uh, Archer is going to end after season fourteen. And have you watched any of Archer before, Ryan? seen bits and pieces of it it's not a show that i'm very familiar with and if i watch it i'm just constantly thinking bob's burgers guys <laughs> uh who plays bob what's his name benjamin it's john benjamin yeah he he doesn't change his voice it's the same voice not at all not even <laughs> a little bit <laughs> so i'm just like oh it's bob and I'm like oh he- no disappointment yeah, I used to really be into Archer. I think I watched like the first four or five seasons because uh, it was re- got came out and was popular uh, when I was in college, and I watched a ton of it. But I am going to be honest; I had no idea it was still going. I had no idea there was fourteen seasons at this point. Hence, why they're canceling it all because <laughs> of you, man. Yeah, they were relying on me. They're like, I know he's going to come back one day. He's, I know it. You remember us. I know it's not watched since like 2015, but uh, we're going to keep making it in case, just in case Jake comes back. 
<laughs> and he never did until right now, but it may be too late. Well, it definitely yeah. is canceling. <laughs> it just just said this is it. So, uh, it's a it's a good show, but I honestly, I, it does definitely feel like one that would have ran out of steam a long time ago. And obviously, if they're canceling it for fourteen seasons, they had a good fucking run. Not a lot of seasons get fourteen. 14 of them made so yeah and by seasons I, I, I mean tv shows because i mangled that sentence horribly well i knew what you meant that's all that uh, matters you stay golden i, Pony. You I stay. appreciate that you can under <laughs> i feel like my brain is just as rattled as that bird that flew in my car it's got you so rattled man just lateness being late tonight yeah, I shut my brain off about 9 p.m. most nights, so having to do any sort of critical thinking or string multiple sentences together, really tearing on me. Uh, <laughs> you know, something, else, something else that gave me brain damage was the last Hellboy we watched, and they're making oh. another one, and they've just wrapped filming. They said that it was the closest thing to the comics, so... I, I mean, I like the first two movies that had Ron Perlman in it, but this... The last one with David Harbour was atrocious. But I think there's potential. I mean, there's always room to improve, right? Surely. Surely I don't think they could have made that movie any worse. So yes, I will say that this next one will definitely be better than the last one. Part of me wants to go back and watch it just to remind myself how bad it was, but then part of me is like, no. (laughs) You feel like you gotta punish yourself for something? I don't know. Maybe I. Maybe I'm just in pain. I don't know. I. It was terrible, but part of me wants to just go back and see like bits and pieces. A bit of a masochist. I'm gonna watch Hellboy again. Just, just. I like wear a mask that has a zipper on the mouth. Oh shit! (laughs) Bring, bring in the pain. Um, Chiwetel Ejiofor is going to co-star opposite Tom Hardy in Venom Three via Deadline. Fact that they're making Venom 3. Yeah, how about that? Um, This guy's a good actor, so I think that he will probably be wasted in the same way that Woody Harrelson was in that last Venom. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. I don't have high hopes for that. How are they still making these? These are not good movies. Tom Hardy probably slept with somebody and was like, hey, if you do this for me... I feel like this is just Tom Hardy's passion project. Like He just... Absolutely must love Venom. Well, too bad no one else has that same passion because I think he's always the highlight in it and everybody else is just not great. Everybody else that appears in one of these movies really looks like they've they've got to do all their scenes in like two days and they're just like, I just got to get through this and get my paycheck. Like Michelle Michelle Williams in both of these movies, it looks like she is just asleep. Like I could not be less interested in anything that's going on. The last one was like an hour and twenty minutes. It was this. It was such a strange, such a strangely short movie that felt like there were four characters in it and no background characters, and was just it's. It was so weird. And then they keep trying relentlessly to poke and point and mingle with the Spider-Man universe. That's yes, yes. First, but it's just like 
it's kind of like they're loosely tied together where you're like, okay, this is in the same universe, but not enough to cross the line wherever they're a part of each other. Like one, they both could do without the other in their own movies. So it doesn't really matter. But at the same time, it's just like, Oh, well we could, it could happen. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's like a Jim and Pam situation where we keep thinking, will they, will they, they will. Yeah. They will, and, it, and just like uh, just like the office, it's not as good as we were hoping. Yeah, uh, what? <laughs> Wait, those are fighting words. That's all I ever wanted was for them to get together. Uh, <laughs> and they get together, and it's it's fine. How about that? It's fine. Jake, <laughs> I'm canceling my subscription <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> right, it's about five seconds away from throwing his microphone on the ground. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, you, Ryan, are you there? No, no, Ryan. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, good on you, Chiwetel Legiafor. Yeah, um, terrible on you, Jake. Go ahead. Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, they officially released a teaser trailer. I don't know what the fuck this is. What? There's what? clips. Matthew Lillard's in there, though. And it's got that uh, kid from the Hunger Games. I guess he's going to be the maintenance guy. Oh, you don't know what Five Nights at Freddy's is? Yeah. Or who the kid from Hunger Games is. Um, It's the little blonde-headed fucker. Um, oh, that guy. PETA. Yeah, yeah, the bread. Um, yeah. I was going to say the way that uh, Lois Griffin says Peter. PETA! Anyway, we both had one. The fuck is this, Ryan? What is this? Um, basically, there's this guy who's going to be working maintenance. It's quite like uh, the Nicolas Cage movie we saw, Willy's Wonderland. Oh, except not as good because uh, Nicolas Cage no... is everything. I'll see how it possibly could be. Yeah, so they are going to be doing that, and uh, it was a video game. But yeah, you have to survive the night. And I think any time that you look at the characters, stop moving. But as soon as you stop looking at them, they move again. Uh, but you can't see them going. And you only you go into a room where you can see them uh, with like security cameras. I don't know. It's like a whole big thing. Like I think the closest thing to it's Willy's Wonderland. So think that. Well, the character design is very similar, so now it's making me think, did Willy's Wonderland copy Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah, I heard people saying that. <laughs> I, I know some people. They said that. Here's one that's saying it right now, the more that I'm looking at this. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, Vice Media has filed for bankruptcy, just like everyone else will be in like two weeks when we run out of money. Um, <laughs> Why do you say that? Uh, you know, the debt ceiling and other things I don't fully understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they said that we could all be out of money in like a couple months, but then Biden's like, we're okay. But then he fell asleep after he said that. Yeah, it's everyone's like worried about it, but I feel like they're not that worried about it, it doesn't seem. I don't know. I feel like if they were that worried about it, they'd do something about it. So eh, we'll see how it goes. There, if I'm honest, not a goddamn thing I can do about it at this point. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, I guess we'll have to, you want to bring your boy back into it. Trump. 
my not not my boy. Your boy, yeah, your boy. <laughs> not my boy. <laughs> I do not. I do not want this. I do not want this on the internet because it is not oh, true. They said that was your homie. You were like, yeah, me and Trump, homies, faux life, <laughs> faux life. Uh, I think we're on record multiple times on this podcast no, saying the opposite again. of that. <laughs> we're on record again. You've said what you've said. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of speaking of your boy, Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Part one, great title, out July twelfth. Look at this fucking trailer. I mean, by trailer I mean poster, because that's all we're looking at. I cannot tell <laughs> anything that's happening here. There's a train. There's a guy running on it. I'm assuming that's Tom Cruise. There's a dude with a knife. Uh, there's Simon Pegg. There's a dude with a toboggan on. Oh hell uh, yeah! There's the girl dressed like the Joker. Uh-huh. Uh. And two other women whose faces I don't recognize in Tom Cruise's big head. And then there's a helicopter next to Tom Cruise's head. And then there's also Tom Cruise on a dirt bike doing a backflip. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm surprised that boy didn't mix in a Superman suit grab. Podcasting is great because I can just describe a photo. And that took up like 45 seconds. So I feel I feel completely completely fresh and reinvigorated after that. I've never watched a single one of these movies. Really? Not a single one. <laughs> really liked them. I have like the film collection of all You've of them got... except for the last one. Oh. Well, in uh I guess in 2024 after Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2 comes out, you can get the box set. No, I'm not going to do that. On we VHS. Yeah, yeah, we've given up. Megan actually wants me to get rid of all the DVDs unless they're like Christmas somethings or whatever. Don't do it. The second you get rid of that one DVD, the second you get rid of that Blades of Glory DVD, you're not going to be able to find it on any streaming service anymore. No, I keep thinking about stuff like that. I'm like, there's going to be movies that, I mean, there's already movies that I have on there that I'm just like, that everywhere now. Only certain places you can watch. We don't have that service. I know when yeah. whatever fucking whoever launched whatever studio made that. It's probably Warner Brothers, so it's probably on Max, but it may not be. Could it be. may be on John. <laughs> We're both so trying hard not to talk over each other. Are we? I thought so, or maybe you just cut out for a bit. <laughs> it's a hilarious practical joke to pl- to p- play on each other, where you just d- stop talking. Yep. Just two dudes See, trying to figure it out. This is yeah. maybe this is why women should rule the world. We're just two idiots and <laughs> trying to figure it out. We're doing. I think we're doing a stellar job at explaining why that probably should happen. <laughs> Boom. Uh, Nicholas Cage is coming to Dead by Daylight. Pretty fucking cool. Although details are currently sparse, but more will be revealed on July 5th. <laughs> Thank you, IGN. <laughs> a little bit of a tease. Um, but he's going to be in the new um, movie with um, the Flash movie. So I'm very excited to see how that goes. 
That looks like an article title that I would have written now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Details are sparse, but we'll tell you more in a month or two. Probably. Come on back, you hear? Loki season two is going to premiere on Disney Plus on October the 6th. Pretty fucking excited for that. I really like season one. Quite a bit of ways, isn't it? Yeah. That'll be an early birthday present for me. Yeah. Same for me as well. (laughs) An even earlier birthday present. Um, Grand Theft Auto 6 might be coming as soon as next year. I love how people set dates for things and never get to it so if anybody ever gives me shit for being late i'm just gonna be like everybody else in the fucking world does it why can't i it'll be like well my industry insider said that i might be here at 8 30 p.m but i might not well i can see my release date is been delayed Yeah, I think that I did see that one of the developers, or I think it's not even that, it was someone from uh, Take-Two has said that next year will be a good year for them. And that was the quote. And everyone's like, oh, gotta be Grand Theft Auto 6. <laughs> and that was that was the quote. So that's that's the whole thing that's triggered this. Well, I think uh, we've seen a ton of things that says that game's ready to go, or, you know... Right there at being ready to be released. I don't know. I mean, there's that big leak. I think it was last year where someone tried to someone tried to blackmail Rockstar, and it didn't didn't really go that well. But uh, fucking hell, man, just I don't. It comes out when it comes out and when it's ready. And then everyone at the same time last year was like, "This doesn't look very good." Be like, "Yeah, it's not fucking finished yet." So. <laughs> So. Well, they tried to do a remaster, right, of the three games, and, like, those were just kind of shit. Oh, yeah, those are bobo as hell. Just the most half-assed sort of thing, and, and maybe they should have just not bothered with, with that and focused more on six, because whoever they farmed it out to, they did not do... A, I mean, they just they ran it through, like, an AI program, and just there was, like, spelling errors and stuff in the signs... Because they were, they had problems like upresing like the text boxes or whatever that on like business signs and just all sorts of just weird shit that it seems like they just did not try hard at all. It just no quality control or anything, and it, it ran bad. You know, it was a PS2 games like they should That's not struggle to run on a PS5. Like yeah, just put it out there. No one cares. 
this game came out 20 years ago. It sh- we should not have a problem playing it on the this big $500 piece of tech. Fully the Lesson of Each Day kind of situation. What's that? I said it's like let them eat cake. You know, they just give you crap because they're like, yeah, we'll make money off of it. Let them have it. <laughs> Yeah, we don't care. Just give them, give them something. Just give them a little bit of anything. Um, did you watch the trailer for the creator, starring John David Washington? I did. Uh, it's been some time, but I saw the poster for it, and then I was like, "Who's in this movie?" And then I saw it was him, and then I saw some more of it, and I was like, "This is kind of interesting. Give me some Star Wars vibes." Yeah, it was uh, Gareth Edwards did Rogue One, which I think is the best of the Disney Star Wars movies. But I really uh, I like the look of this. I like I like John David Washington a lot. I think he's really good. Um, And this looks like a kind of cyberpunk sci fi action sort of thing where they've got like they said, like there was an AI that dropped like a nuke on Los Angeles. And now they're in a war with machines, but they've also got like machines working with them and Really cool, like, uh, the little uh, robot guys that you see, like, ringing the bell and stuff reminded me of the uh, robot people from Stray, uh, which I really enjoyed the the whole aesthetic of that and the, the design of, like, those those people. So nice, uh, nice little bit of art design, and I think that this looks good to me, at least. This is definitely something that's uh, right up my alley. Yeah, I think be interesting seeing that but my wife she doesn't like um sci-fi movies so i don't get to see those as often we'll go together on september 29th then <laughs> two dudes holding hands maybe just, just like we went to see venom <laughs> and yeah. we sat right next to two teenagers making out <laughs> no one else in the theater oh let's go inside them yeah that was just great the, just the four of us <laughs> all next to each other. I wonder if they're like I. Would... Just because. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. yeah. Everybody except for myself. Probably waiting on us to move. Be like, surely these two guys are going to going to move. No. Next to him and outdid him. Be like, oh, is that how you do it? This is how we do it. <laughs> and something about venom just makes me really horny. Yeah. Something to outdo people too, you know? Like fuck you. Just just watching sweaty Tom Hardy sit in that lobster tank just really got me going. Hey, you said it. I didn't. <laughs> um, you want to move on to the uh the PlayStation showcase? Yeah, so I, people uh, have been talking about this where I've been at like work and stuff. Yeah, so a ton of stuff just got announced, and let me let me access the IGN page. I admittedly did not watch this. Uh, for some for some reason, even though I wind up playing way more stuff on my PlayStation, I always get super hyped up for the Nintendo Directs and watch like every single one of them. And PlayStation, I'm just like, yeah, I'll read like the little. <laughs> I'll read the thing. It's it's fine. I think the last time I watched one of these was when they did the big reveal of the console. I was like, man, that looks pretty fucking weird and big, uh, which is... And now you own it. People say when they see my penis. 
Um, yeah, they're like awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's like awkward. It's big and white. Oh, too. you blew a CK. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that is exactly who I want to be associated with in the same breath. Hey, man. What's um, a little off in front of people, you know? Several games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> several games announced. Obviously, as I'm waiting for the page to load, really filling time. Um, okay. There's a game called Fair Game, uh, which I cannot tell exactly what this is, uh, what, what is happening. There's a new Hell Divers coming to PS5 and PC, uh, and a bunch of a uh, bunch of other shit uh, on here as well. Let's skip right to the good stuff. The <laughs> probably the two things that we t- care about and want to talk about. Um, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. <laughs> they also show... <laughs> we'll get the weird thing out of the way. They also announced this weird spinoff handheld thing, uh, which very surprised to see this. There was rumors that they were going to put this out for a while, and it is the strangest, most p- potentially useless device I think I've seen before. Yeah, what the it's, hell are they doing? It is a what people wanted, and what I was hoping this would be would be like the PlayStation Vita, where it's a <laughs> it's a handheld only thing. It has its own games, but you could also stream like your PS5 games on it. That's not what this is. It is a basically it's a PS5 controller with a phone in the middle of it big like eight inch screen only works by streaming ps5 games to this handheld and you've got to be on what they called a strong wi-fi connection like what is this this is like the dumbest thing where is that functional that somebody would be like hell yeah so what i would be worried about is that if you if this thing comes out it costs like two or three hundred dollars and you can only play it in the same house that your PS5 is already in. What purpose does that serve? Especially when you've already got a phone that you could stream games to. You can buy like a backbone controller, which those are a little pricey, but there's cheaper ones you can do. Um, you can also just buy like a little mount and you can mount like your phone on top of an existing controller if you, you know, really want to stream games and don't want to be tied to a tied to a console. I don't know who this is for, honestly. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I I don't know where that comes into anybody thinking that's a great idea. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they know something I don't. Surely they do <laughs> if they can spend money on this. I don't know. Yeah. This seems bogus to me, but hey, I'm yeah, an idiot. So Sony's been doing some really strange things with their hardware lately. Like they're obviously like the supply chain issues are, are pretty much solved. Like you can you can buy a PS5 in a store, no pretty much no problem now. But they put out that headset, the VR headset, which was like five hundred fifty to six hundred dollars, very expensive. Had one game I think on it that was exclusive, and pretty much everything else that's on there is either on the old headset or it's on any of the other VR headsets you can get for much less money. By all accounts, it's something that's nice, but 
Sony, you need to give people some games to play on it. You can't it just let me work it. Ah, it's not worth it, and I don't think that this little handheld thing is. These little <laughs> earbuds are look interesting. I bet I'd look like a fucking tool, uh, but I would definitely not leave the house with it. I've already got, but again, I've already got the. 3D audio headset, whatever insane name they called it. And that's really good, but I don't what the fuck do I need these earbuds for? Or this weird handheld. I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I guess they're trying to do more um products, more products, more money is what they're hoping for. I don't think so. Now hold on, Ryan. All right. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to call you out there. You're no. telling me that a company wanted mm-hmm. to make more money. Yes. Might be the most controversial thing you've said on this podcast before. I will wager no, but we'll <laughs> But I'm happy that if that's what people remember. That's what we're here for. But yeah, <laughs> this is, uh, I mean, I don't know. PlayStation's going to figure it out. They, they always do. They certainly are continuing to kill Microsoft in terms of hardware sales. So I think um, the Microsoft head, Phil Spencer, he went on a podcast a couple weeks ago and basically admitted like, yeah, <laughs> we uh, pe- people probably have no real reason to buy an Xbox. And I'm like, wow, that is a bold business strategy there, Phil Spencer. <laughs> what we're saying to you is don't buy it. It's just a. It, I think it's refreshing when people go, "Yeah, this is a failure. Why <laughs> did we do this?" Well, back to the drawing board. But I mean, they when, have to sell what they have. So I mean, obviously, it's not going to be like a quick turnaround. Yeah, it's just every Xbox winds up in one of those. Um, you know how like every store in Myrtle Beach they have like the going out of business sale that starts at the beginning of every summer, where they. You pretend like that, like every Xbox should just wind up in a store like that where they just act like they're going out of business. It's called the Xbox because it's like a store, the store is like a box. You, yeah, you it, it, it's shaped like an X, too. Well, yeah, figure that out. I don't know, they'll figure that out. That's not for me to figure out. They'll do it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> interesting business pitch there. Other Phil Spencer, yeah, just a just a refreshing thing to see when the head of your company's like, yeah, I don't fucking know why you should buy this. Don't I don't I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't give I don't give a shit. I mean, that's <laughs> Microsoft is like they are buying companies like at a, at a huge rate, but I get the feeling that most people. Like, if they want to play, like, Microsoft exclusives, they've probably already got a gaming PC, and you can play everything on a PC that you can play on an Xbox, basically. And you've got Game Pass on there already, so there's no real reason to buy that console. You can get a PC and then a PlayStation and have the best of both worlds. Uh, There's just... Doesn't seem like there's a strong, like... As a consumer, there's just no reason to go out and get that unless... You know, you've just been ride or die Xbox since the, the first one or, or whatever, but just just a weird, weird thing to go out and say. They're like, yeah, Sony's destroying us right now, and we don't really know what we're going to do in the future. 
How is this happening? Nintendo's outselling us, and their shit's like fucking eight years old at this point. Like, they, what the, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> Making money? How? No one really still, knows. still doing it. And Zelda's selling like crazy. And we'll talk about that a little bit here in a minute. But um, Spider-Man Two looks fucking amazing. I am so excited for this game. It's there's so so many good games coming out this year, and this is one that I am definitely excited for but i have some bad news for you ryan lay it on me it will not be on the playstation 4 uh, <laughs> my feelings yeah but i i do hope that i get i want to see them really go for it with this i want to see like what something that can only be on ps5 can actually do just really put, just really get those fans cranking. I want it to be like a thousand degrees in this room because that PS5 is working so hard to render all the webs. I'm just jizzing all over New York City. Jake? <laughs> what an amazing time for that to happen. Yep. <laughs> what was the last thing that you heard? Um, I don't know. It just kind of dropped out. Oh, I said I, I can't wait to see the PS5 just working real hard to render all the uh, the webs that I'm jizzing all over New York City. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, th- yeah, I didn't that part. Oh, well, maybe I'll cut this out and just add in a laugh track after that last <laughs> one because I said it and then it was complete silence. So, were you like, oh, God, I've crossed the line? <laughs> I've crossed the line. And yeah, uh, that would be that would be a genuine shock to me uh, if we've if we if we found the line and then crossed it because we've <laughs> regularly are, are towing it. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of cool things that they announced. Uh, but I, kind of wish that they had done more like they showed a they showed a trailer for that Gran Turismo movie which looks not great if I'm going to be honest um, hey, you know Fast and the Furious is ending so they're probably like let's jump on it <laughs> uh, there, yeah there's going to be a, a VR mode for Resident Evil 4 so that remake just came out a lot of people love that game uh, personally I've never played it but Apparently, one of the all-time greats. Uh, so cool that there's going to be a VR mode for that if you really want to shit your pants. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Bungie's creating uh, a new marathon game. Uh, it originally came out on uh, <laughs> in 1994, only on the original, or not the original, but on the Macintosh. So oh, yes, 94. Yeah, it's a it's a weird looking. It looks like a mix of like Portal and Destiny and Halo, so it might be might be something that looks like uh, looks pretty fun. Uh, there's a new Dragon's Dogma. Um, first one came out on the PS3, and now the sequel is on the PS5, uh, and obviously Final Fantasy 16, uh, but that'll be out in like two more weeks. So I'm excited for that one. It, all the early reviews, people are raving over that, and so I'm I'm glad to have the new Zelda and Final Fantasy coming out within about a month of each other. So that'll that'll be a, a really good way to waste a lot of time over the early summer here. 
Yeah, it sounds like you'll be staying in a lot. Yeah. That's what I'm most, <laughs> I think that's what I'm most excited about going to Denver next week. It's like, oh, I, I can just come back to my hotel room and play Tears of the Kingdom the rest of the night. <laughs> so you're going for this team building event, and all you can think about is getting back into your hotel room so you can play video games by yourself. Exactly. All right, so cool, cool, cool. so excited for it, <laughs> love it. Well, yeah. uh, that is most of the news, isn't it? I think, think so. I can't look at it because if I do, things could go haywire. I think the only thing we did mention is that Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be the chief action officer at uh, Netflix. I don't know what I that means. That means. <laughs> Wonderful. I love a completely useless uh, job title that they created for him. So, uh, But his quote, he said, No one loves action as much as I do, said Arnold Schwarzenegger in a recent video. Not on Netflix. That's why I've accepted the big new job as Netflix's chief action officer. That's the end of the quote. No more information. So maybe he's just deciding what movies are going to be great for action movies. <laughs> And they gave him a title and like a big boy office. And he's like, yes, this is where I belong. This is where I belong. I opened the comments to see if anyone has any more additional information. Uh, for top, top pin comment. Yeah, I think I'm done with news for the day. LOL. <laughs> so good, good on you, TJ Jones. <laughs> what if TJ listens to this? He's like, oh, my God, they finally oh. announced my name. <laughs> I've been waiting for this for years. Two great things happened. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the chief action officer, and I got a shout out on my favorite podcast. I mean, tell me stranger <laughs> things haven't happened. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, I guess I'll I'll close out a little bit by uh, not not a review of Legend <laughs> of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, but initial impressions. I think it's almost it's impossible for me to fully review it because. I'm going to be playing that game for four or five months. It's, I'm never going to finish it. It is absolutely enormous. Uh, but, but Ryan, it's, it's really good. I've got to, I've got to tell you. All right. Yep. Very in depth. And that was my review of tears of the kingdom. All right. That was almost accurate. Have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, I think that a lot of the a lot of the worries that I had about what a potential follow up to Breath of the Wild were going to be were, is it going to look and run like shit? Uh, did they use up all their good ideas? Like, how do is it going to feel weird or maybe a bit lame that they are reusing the same map? Uh, and the answer to most of those questions is no. It's a it's a new and improved version of one of the best games of all time, and I would even argue might even be a replacement for that original game if you've never played it. The story was so sparse and this is so much so much more creative in a lot of the things they're doing and the physics engine is so advanced that people are just going absolutely hog wild with some of the insane shit they're making on the internet. I don't know if you've like been plugged into this that much or, or seen some of the the insane stuff that people are able to build but one of the big um 
big things that they wanted to do this time around was that you have the ability to fuse different materials together. You can build yeah. stuff. I've seen people make bridges and make robots and all sorts of things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was like, how the, and I have not done nearly as much as that, but I I've had a few breakthrough moments and where I had to cross like a big river and there was a conveniently placed, like there was two big things of wood and there were two big fans there. I'm like, I've got this. I'm going <laughs> to fly. I, I had just, and I, I had just visited one of the little machines that you put some shit into and then it gives you this ancient piece of technology. And I had a little like steering column. So I was like, I've got this. So I, I built in about three seconds, I put a raft together and I was just sailing up a river. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm a big boy. <laughs> I'm going to set up my own. So I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil too much of the story. There's a surprising surprising amount of it in this in this game. And I've I've barely touched any of the main story, but it's got a very very lengthy opening um where you and Zelda are exploring a uh, a big dungeon underground cavern underneath the castle. Uh, a mummy comes to life and he like basically sets off a chain reaction that is the apocalypse. Link, the Master Sword, gets all fucked up and his arm and you wake up, you're in the sky and this voice is like, hey, buddy, nice uh, nice boxer briefs. Anyways, your arm is all fucked up, so I had to give you this weird robot arm. Um, anyways. Wars. What? <laughs> Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I noticed you were making out with your sister, so uh, I cut your hand off. Well, that's, <laughs> I guess that's very popular nowadays. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I did see George Lucas in the opening credits. I'm like, oh, makes sense. I get it now. Um, but yeah, so that <laughs> your new fan. <laughs> what are you doing, George? No! Seriously, step <laughs> sister, it's okay, guys. <laughs> you no, you are twins. You are biological twins. You could not be more related. Well, just like anything, if you put it on mute, you don't even have to really know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oldest trick that, in the book. Oldest trick in the book. <laughs> Especially when you didn't you didn't read the you didn't read the description of the video you clicked on. Be like, I can I can I can still finish this, right? <laughs> Grandpa joins. <sighs> oh no. <laughs> the old um, screw. The old bait the old bait and switch. God damn. We are gross. Uh we are so far off track. Anyways, now that everyone's switched off, um the <laughs> Your big robot hand is how you're able to do all this stuff. And um it's it is really fun. And I for the unlike the unlike Breath of the Wild, where it had this again, a really long opening, this is a lot it's a lot more linear and you wake up and you're in this island in the sky because the ground erupted. So there's all this shit in the sky just floating around. Uh and you've got you've got to go around and it very early on it teaches you like you are going to be using all of these materials all of the time for all sorts of puzzles and solving it. It's, it's really, really fun. It, it really is. And it all only continues to get more creative with 
all of the stuff that you're able to uh able to create and it's 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 really fun it just i've snapped right back into that where i'm just like i'm going around finding all the shrines picking up a chicken and throwing it i'm doing just doing all all the stuff and i i love i love breath of the wild and i love this game too it's it's really good yeah i don't understand why you have to throw a chicken though No, you just can. You can pick up just about everything. Every, almost everything in the entire world is something you can interact with, which is, I mean, it. I will say, it looks like an old game at this point, especially after just playing that Horizon DLC and then jumping over to this. I'm like, yeah, I <laughs> Nintendo probably needs a newer console soon, at least I'd hope. Like it, it does it looks beautiful in its own right but i would like something that could look a little bit better run at a higher frame rate it's it's a consistent 30 but every time you turn on that fuse ability or any of the abilities really there's a big fucking like hitch every time you do it <laughs> and it's it is noticeable but it's it's not really hindered my enjoyment of it uh, which is, which is, um, which is a good thing. And and honestly, you are going to be so preoccupied with all of the stuff that you're able to. You're not even really, not even really thinking about it. But it, it is a bit of a shame that I have this mental thing where I'm like, I feel like I'm playing an old game, but it's so it's so creative and so much more interactive than most open world games that there's and there's just so much shit in it. It's it's unreal, Ryan. There's so one. Was that you said it's more interactive than the first one? Even more so. Like there's there's more side stuff. There's so many more like characters you can interact with. The world is is more populated. It feels a lot less empty. So I and also we knew about the stuff in the sky. So the map on the ground. This it's the same, but it's it's changed. There's a lot more stuff in it. There's a whole other map of these little islands in the sky. But what they didn't tell you is that there's a entire underground area oh, that dang. runs the entire length of the map. And it is fucking dark and terrifying when you go down there because there's no light. You've got to throw these like little flowers that light up shit. Uh, there's enemies down there that can really suck suck you off really quickly. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's a little it's a little scary, but it's it's so there's so this game's so big. <laughs> like I just I can't wrap my head around it really. Like I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to finish it. There's so much so much to do. And I just want to do it all. Like you pick a point on the map. You're like, I see something. I'm heading that direction. And I wind up doing like four other fucking things and then forget where I'm going and get turned around. It's, it's awesome. But yeah, I just, I feel okay. like I'm never going to finish it. <laughs> well, I can understand that. Maybe you just need to make little markers for yourself. So you know where you're at. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you make a marker and then there's like four other things surrounding that marker. And then you're like, oh, I don't really feel like doing this. I'll go, I'll go a whole completely other different direction. But it's it's a great game. 
I would recommend it if anyone likes video games. You A, you've probably already bought it, but B, like just go in already. Like it's it's yeah, it's seventy dollars, and you're probably like, yeah, why why is it seventy? It's worth it. Like this could be <laughs> the one. This could be the one game you play like literally forever. It's feed your it's, family or buy the game. Buy the game. Duh. Buy the game. You want to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I don't care if I starve. I'll just be happy. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's it's uh it it is amazing. I can't believe it's running on the Switch. Struggling as it may be at, at times, but it's uh it's it's impressive. It it really really is. I don't think there was any doubt that it was going to be good, but in comparison, it's nice to know that's still in the same ballpark. I think it takes it a step further. Or Which is also a good sign too. You, are they going to try to make this like a trilogy, or is this like forever? I mean, it's the same map, so I assume that it's going to be a part of a it's continuation of the same storyline. Yeah, the Zelda timeline is notoriously convoluted and fucked up. <laughs> so this is only, I think, the second time, or maybe the third time, um, that they've done a direct sequel to a mainline Zelda game. There was, I think, there was one on the 3DS that was a direct sequel, and then there was obviously um, Ocarina of Time and Jorah's Mask on the N64 that were both um, like a direct sequel. But the the creator, I believe, he said that this is going to be the template going forward. So it may not necessarily be the same like Link, the same Hyrule, but it will be open world Zelda, like physics-based puzzles, all that stuff. Like that's what they're going to do going forward. So at least for the mainline stuff, I, I do like that they still, you'll see like them dabble with like the more traditional, like top-down old school looking ones, which are which are fun, but it, it would be really hard for them to go back. So can't wait to play whatever the next one is in like 2030 when it comes out finally. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be that long, but it it might be a little bit. Yeah, I mean 6 6 years is 6 years is a long time. It it really was like damn, it really has been 6 years since I played this last, but just I don't I don't even have anything funny to say about it. It's it's just it really is that good. <laughs> Funny enough, old yeah. man. Thank you. I very much appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, but, but yeah, good video game that everyone thought would be good. Uh, turns out it is. So that's the the blockbuster to uh, to end this episode on. Nice. I'm sure I'll have more to say about it in the future. But yeah, it's. I don't know. Just a really. Just a really fun game. I thought I'd be a little annoyed having to build all that shit, but it's actually quite entertaining. And yeah, it definitely I'm not as creative as uh, everyone else that I can see on the internet and building like fucking robot mech suits that tear through an entire village and <laughs> massacre yeah, monsters. But yeah, they would you know, decide what they want to build and just like be like, all right, robot, kick everybody's ass. Yeah, but I love that it just lets you do that. It's like there's a million ways to approach this, and it uh, it it really does just let you go for it. Dang. 
Well, dude, that'll do us for tonight, any... won't it? Yeah, yeah. Do we have any other news or anything? Yeah, I think that'll. I think that'll do us. Well, guys, thank you again for listening. And as we say at the end of this and every episode of Almost Accurate, ninety nine be hot shields. Until the next time, folks, which will be two weeks. Yay. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.